Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Chris. Chris, you and I spent a fair amount of time over at the State House testifying on bills and things like that. For uh, sure. I haven't spent as much time there in recent years, what with uh, all the other things that uh, vying for my attention with the Crypto 6 situation. But <laughs> I was able to get out there, and you've been able to, to get out there as well. Uh, this week, they did vote on a couple of interesting bills, probably more than a couple, but I just don't know what they all are. But two that uh, that I highlighted over at freekeen.com, one of them... Uh, is I I would say a, a historic bill. It didn't pass, but what it would do would would be to abolish the entire war on drugs. This was put forward. It kind of just came out of nowhere. There was there wasn't really any kind of fanfare around it. Uh, State Rep. Matt Santanastaso, who's kind of a friend of the show here on Free Talk Live, our uh, as we like to call him the Nightcap Rep. Because uh, he came out to our nightcap parties that we did during the uh, the locked so-called lockdowns, or the as they called it in New Hampshire, "stay at home 2.0," and so he came out there and you know hung out with us as we were violating the governor's orders, quote unquote orders. Anyway, good guy, 100% score on the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance uh, grading you know report card that they do every year for the state representatives. No one scored higher than him last year, so like he, really, he is the top. Yeah, there was. I don't huh. believe there's any other 100. percent I think it's uh, and it's unusual because normally there's like two or three of them that get get 100. percent I guess I shouldn't be too surprised given he hangs out with us, but <laughs> yeah, and nobody is here now. Welcome, nobody. Nobody's here. So we were just um, kind of getting into what happened at the state house this week with the bill to end the entire war on drugs. This wasn't some weak ass decrim bill that was just kind of going to nibble around the edges on marijuana or uh, psilocybin and those bills are in i mean there's other people who've who've introduced bills like that it's but, nibbling right in the middle but finally the whole thing you know <laughs> gonna take the whole thing down this would that's a big nibble this would literally strike from the new hampshire statutes the entirety of section 318b which is the controlled drug act nice so this if this were to have passed and it didn't and you don't expect things to pass the first time out. Mm. But if this were to have passed, it would have eliminated drug prohibition in New Hampshire overnight. Nice. And that would mean that, you know... Not maybe, in New Hampshire, but by New Hampshire. The feds would still be uh, coming in and doing what they want to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, obviously... But hey, next, if, if they want to do stupid stuff, let them pay for it. You know, yeah. though, uh, nobody... Uh, it, that, that may be true, but the feds tend to... Go after larger, more specific targets with more resources. Whereas yeah, like state, a guy with one pound. Well, that you were a political target. That, that's a little bit of a different yeah. story yeah. there. But the point that I'm trying to make is simply that in terms of the number of people in prisons, there's way more people in prison at the state level than there is at the federal level. True. So, yeah. yeah. So the good news on it this, would be a huge improvement. Yeah, massive. It would be. Uh, and you know what? I figure for the first time out. Considering this bill literally had no fanfare, there was, uh, as far as I know, zero media coverage of this particular bill. You would think that a bill that proposed to eliminate the war on drugs would have at least gotten some kind of media coverage from, I don't know, the drug uh, decrim movement or whatever. Like, there's a large movement of people yeah. that want to want to legalize drugs out there. I have no idea. I don't think it got any kind of coverage. The prostitutes are too lazy to come out of their uh, their brothels. 
We got Ricky on the line in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you there, Brother Ian. Yes, Good evening, Brother Chris. Well, you know, I gave a lot of thought. In nobody's it here, too. I, I guess I'm nobody. <laughs> I should say Brother Chris. There's nobody there here as well. <laughs> that's, that's funny. There's three who hosts. There? There's three hosts in the studio. Yeah. Well, who else is there? I'm sorry. Nobody's here. <laughs> okay, well, if you want to rename, remain anonymous, that is your choice. <laughs> Nobody can blame me. <laughs> All right, cool. Ricky, that's actually his name. <laughs> yeah, I legally changed my name to nobody when I was running for governor, but what's on your mind? <laughs> the Norfolk Southern Railroad disaster. Okay, this is in uh, East Palestine, I believe they say, uh, in Ohio. This was where the train derailed. There was uh, some nasty chemicals uh, involved that they then proceeded to was already uh, apparently on fire they then proceeded to uh, explode them right. i believe and caused right. a bit what of a nasty uh, cloud of chemicals rising into the air and then ultimately apparently into the creeks and rivers and right. farmlands what's interesting, what's interesting about this is it happened right on the line uh, by pa in ohio mm-hmm. and what's interesting about that is uh like a week or so ago the EPA came out and they, they said, you know what, you have human rights violations, you have safety violations, all this other stuff, you're going to pay everything. And Southern Norfolk Southern said nothing, but something interesting happened. And this is why it's pertinent. On two, this past Tuesday, Governor Shapiro, our governor, who's just new governor this year, just came in in January, who was previously attorney general, what he did is he gave, gave a criminal referral to the Attorney General of Pennsylvania. And by Wednesday afternoon, I listened to these people, and here comes Norfolk Southern Railroad. Oh, you know what? We admit it. Yeah, we're behind times in our safety regulations, and we're going to pay every penny and all this other stuff, you know? Hmm. And I thought that was really something, you know. And I'm just, I'm just glad. Pay every penny to the government, though. It's not going to do anything to the poor bastards who are going to lose their uh, their livelihoods because their farmland just got got ruined, huh? Well, what happened is this has got much worse because there's people that have their property destroyed. I heard one guy talking. He says, "I'm just going to sell my house. I'm screwed." (laughs) Good luck (laughs) selling it. Yeah, I mean, who's going to buy? Who's going to want to buy a house in East Palestine right now? The insurance companies. Uh, I, <laughs> They're going to be I, buying I, a lot of houses. You think so? I wouldn't act of God uh, essentially. Does could... God drive trains? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if insurance would cover this. Yeah, I don't think. I, was an act I of think God. they would have a very hard time calling it an act of yeah, God. Yeah, that's not an act of God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I well, guess. Well, the one thing I think that really is needed because I'm, you know, there's way too many of these damn investigations going on at the federal level and stuff. Now, they already did a preliminary investigation, but this company's all bad. I mean, the one thing that they were noted for doing is spending a lot of money in Ohio and then areas surrounding it on politicians for one thing to get rid of uh, federal regulations. Now, the interesting thing is Trump's name came up because that's exactly what he did. He removed well, federal regulations didn't do anything to prevent this, and the rail industry is well, you know, you know, highly regulated. Actually, actually, it may have, Ian, because what actually happened to this train is the wheel bearings uh, in the train reached a, a very high temperature. There was 100 or so degrees above what would consider a safe level. That's okay. why the thing caught on fire. And then the staff was cut down in half. 
you know, the fact is regulations are essentially just protectionism for people who are in an existing business. A lot of times they're written by the very people uh, that they are purporting to regulate. Uh, we've got a million laws and we needed a million mm-hmm. and one. Mm-hmm. You know what it does? Uh, what regulation usually does is it, it's intended to stifle the competition. Right. So you end up with, you may not end up with a monopoly or even a duopoly, but whoever the industry established players are after a new industry begins, in the early days they don't want the regulation because it'll stifle themselves. Mm-hmm. But down the road they start to actually push for regulation because it will keep out other competitors that want to enter their market that they've established new innovators people that might bring some fresh ideas to the table or possibly completely change the face of the industry of course a great example is uh, uber and lyft or these companies that oh for sure by no means am i a big fan of but Mm. they certainly did bring some innovation to the the business of moving people from from place to place i'm still waiting for the truly decentralized uber lyft yeah, I, there was a, be a good name for it called Uberlift. There was a proposal years ago by a free stater who subsequently ended up leaving uh, New Hampshire, and I think he's still working on it. I don't know if it's decentralized or anything like that. Uh, I know Cell 411 used to have an option for mm. rideshare that was removed, I believe, from any upcoming versions. So it just yeah. never really took off, unfortunately. And maybe someday that can come back. I wouldn't say any upcoming versions. It's not. It's not in there now. That's what but, I mean. The upcoming one. But the ones I'm, that are yeah. imminent. Yeah, I guess, the, is what the I mean. most the most imminent ones. But uh, it could come back. At some yeah, point. I I'm hoping that that eventually we'll end up with an architecture that has. Uh, uh, it, like an infrastructure with a number of different apps running on it. That would be really Hopefully, cool one day. <laughs> uh, and and I think we're going to have some some news about Cell Four One One coming sooner rather than later. Uh, you've you've kind of changed your development. I don't know if you want to call it approach or whatever. Um, in this, in yeah, this I would say it's a, it's a different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, I'm going to try to get uh, you know, more frequent, smaller releases out instead of, you know, waiting waiting for the big one. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. And we'll keep our listeners up to date on that. For those that don't know, Cell 411 is an emergency alerts app. Uh, whether it's actually available right now or not, I don't know, because apparently Google <laughs> wants us to jump through some stupid hoops. Uh, we have to fill out paperwork, and we filled the paperwork out yesterday, and they rejected it. And so of course now we got to fill it out again or appeal the decision. So there's... There's bureaucratic hoop jumping going on, but now that it's an open source project, we should be able to get it on F-Droid. Yeah, I was just uh, about well. to say, I mean, have you looked at F-Droid? Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I might even just skip over Google. It's like, if people want to install the app, go for it. But tell them it's on F-Droid yeah. instead of well, Google Play. I mean, it's not like it's hard to install Google Play. I mean, F-Droid. F-Droid. <laughs> yeah, what we've got on, on Google is, is installed base, but basically mm-hmm. anything they do that causes us to lose that installed base... Yeah. Uh, and you know the 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 new version the Cadillac which is uh still waiting in the in the wings the much newer version uh does it's completely degoogled. Um I wonder if that's why they're trying to keep it out. Well they won't know about that. About I, the degoogled part? <laughs> I don't think they would know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know Amazon probably knows what I'm up to. They yeah. <laughs> they own yeah. some of the servers I work on. One of the reasons why New Hampshire was chosen as the destination for the Free State Project is that the legislature here is particularly accessible. These are individuals who, they're not professional attorneys, they're not, you know, most of them, 
Uh, they're just average people. There's 400 state representatives. There's a hundred dollars a year that they get paid, plus a, a gas stipend, uh, to do this job. So it's basically a volu- It's everything but a volunteer position. Uh, enough gas to drive across New Hampshire ain't much. No, it's not. <laughs> and so, anyway, these guys are not professional legislators. These are a lot of these people. Are, some of them are retired. Probably the bulk of them. There's a lot of white hairs in there. But a lot of them are business owners or retired business owners. Some of them are actually young, maybe still in college, that kind of thing. Uh, but they are they're there to actually do something they think is going to help. Right. Whether the, whether we agree with what they're doing or not, they're really not there as like professionals who are going to make a career out of this because you can't. Yeah. There's there's no money in it. Four hundred reps for a, a state with only uh, one point two one point three million people. Yeah. That's a lot of reps. That's the most in the nation, I believe. It is. It is. And they, I believe, are the lowest paid in the whole country as really? well. I think so. I know New Mexico pays pretty low as well because mm-hmm. there is also a part time legislature there but i think it's still a little higher than uh than new hampshire's pay so these guys are, are particularly accessible you can call them up you can talk to them on the phone like they don't have a secretary there's not a gatekeeper who is standing between you and them you can actually have a conversation with these people and and possibly change their opinion about something when when you said they don't have a secretary it reminded me in tone of the uh the old, I think it was Chris Farley thing. I don't have a toothbrush. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, old Saturday Night Live. Ah, okay. yeah. uh, so anyway, the way it works here is every bill that gets submitted gets a public hearing. That's just the rule in New Hampshire. I hope that never gets changed because it's really good, meaning that there's not a political approval process for bills that get submitted. There's no way that some higher up in the Democrat or Republican Party can stop a bill from moving forward. It's going to get a vote. It's going to get a public hearing. You're going to have a chance to be heard about this, whether they take you seriously or not, whether they take the bill seriously or not, obviously is up to them. But any bill that gets put forward, no matter how Looney Tunes it might appear, there's going to be a public hearing for it. And that's the reason why we were able to get a public hearing on independence last year. And that's the reason why there was a public hearing on ending the entire war on drugs this year, even though only Bonnie and I showed up. I I can definitely attest to there being some crazy bills that get proposed that will never pass. Yeah, that's Uh, okay. Dick Marple, I was was at one bill. I don't even remember what the bill was, but he didn't even show up to his own bill. It was Uh, it was pretty funny, but it was a good. I mean, it was actually kind of a good bill. I remember I just it just didn't have a chance of passing. they, They have crazy bills everywhere, though. I remember in Ohio years ago reading about uh they they were gonna have to tear down a bridge and rebuild it mm. because uh they people wanted to pass taller ships under it. And one of the reps uh there proposed dredging the river. Oh wow. <laughs> to lower Doesn't the work river that water way. so they didn't have to replace <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> so that's you, not how physics works in right. case you're you know unaware. Yeah, un- <laughs> unusual bills in a lot of places are just going to get shut down. Like in Texas where the state reps or one state rep put forward a bill that would it would have allowed the people to it, it was like a really weak kind of secession <laughs> bill. It would have allowed like the state reps to kind of investigate considering beginning to look at thinking about 
uh, seceding, right? Like it wasn't an actual vote on secession or independence, which is what New Hampshire's bill would have allowed if it had passed. Uh, but this bill didn't even make it out of committee, right? Like it didn't get a full house vote. It just got killed. There was never even a public hearing for the bill in Texas. In New Hampshire, there was a public hearing. We packed. This was a good turnout. Like the word got out about the secession bill. The independence. And, yeah. yeah. The independence that was, bill. that was amazing. I've never seen a uh, room as packed as that one other than I, I think maybe one time there was a lead bill for like, you know, think of the children kind of bill. Um, but other well, the, than that, the marijuana bills will routinely pack a room. I mean, there's certain types of bills. Gun bills will will pack. A I'm room. sure. I'm sure. Uh, I've just maybe never. You just haven't seen I it. just haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah I, mean, all, I wouldn't always. go generally to a gun bill or you know the kind of a bill because it's that's going to pack. I mean, that's going to be it, it's going to be in favor of guns. So in New Hampshire, so I don't generally, but that's because there's a ton of people that come out. Right. And, right. And, and they literally they have to move that to the full reps hall because so many people tend to come out to those things. One of the bad things that happened this year was the consent calendar to remove a bill from it used to just take one rep. So the the same rep who who put the bill forward could have very well been the, the rep that stands up and says, I demand a full vote, right? So they increased that to 10. And so what ended up happening was there was a group of state reps who normally would not get along with one another who formed like a caucus to say, we, these 10 reps, are going to stand up anytime somebody wants to take a bill off of the consent calendar. They all stand up together, Republicans and Democrats, who normally some of them don't get along. One Mm -hmm. of them is horrible Horrigan, who hates free staters, but he's one of them because they Mm -hmm. value the idea of being able to pull something off the consent calendar. So the whole approach of trying to increase it from 1 to 10 basically fell flat because there's at least 10 who are always going to stand up. Uh, anytime somebody wants it that's off the counter, that's great. So, mm-hmm. so I think that's a really cool thing uh, to to see that happen. They call it it's it's the uh, there's always that one guy caucus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's happened, and that's uh, why Jason Gerhard was able to get his bill uh, pulled off the consent calendar. To oh, nice. This, this is the uh, what he this. I don't know if you call this a bill. It's a resolution. So, you know, like a bill normally becomes a law. This wouldn't become a law if it were to pass. This would just simply be the House of uh, New Hampshire making a statement. We're, we have a resolution and we resolve that blah, blah, blah. And so in this case, the resolution, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's, it's actually relatively short, but usually these resolutions, they always have like a whereas, blah, 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 whereas, blah, blah, blah. It sort of like sets up the actual statement that they want to make. And so the, the whereas is in regards to the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, the federal level. He wanted to ask the IRS four questions that he wants the IRS to answer. And, of course, the average person who sends the IRS these questions is not going to get an answer. They're just not going to answer your questions. So the idea that he had, I think, was let's make it so the state house is officially sending a communication to the IRS asking these questions that he's always wanted to get an answer to about taxes. And then maybe, maybe there's a chance that they're going to either answer it or reject (laughs) the entire state legislature of New Hampshire. More likely the IRS is going to come and take their $100 back. Could very well be. (laughs) Uh, So here's the four questions he wants to have asked. One, where is the word income defined in the Internal Revenue Code? Seems like a pretty important question. And they... They certainly insist that people have income, so what's it actually mean? Apparently, according to these folks, it's not actually defined. 
they don't actually have a definition. And normally when it comes to legalese, they're all about their definitions. They're all about taking English words and redefining them to mean different things. Second question, where in the Internal Revenue Code is it written that the average American who does not exercise a federal privilege but simply trades their time for money is liable to pay the federal income tax? So after Gerhard gives his uh, speech about why people should support this bill, this lady gets up Thank you, response. Mr. Speaker, and thank you so much for taking my question. Are you aware that under the Republican president, General, uh, former General Eisenhower, the marginal tax rate in this country was 92%? I would argue that taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine doing that in court? Yeah, you've been brought here. You're, you're accused of theft. Well, I used to steal more. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> I mean, I think this is a perfect representation of what it's like to be in New Hampshire. Um, it's you know, it's it's people like Jason Gearhart getting up there. Mm-hmm. These are our actual state reps yep. saying that Jason Gearhart, and he wasn't the only that. one. There's, right. there's a clip floating around uh, today on social media showing, I believe, multiple state reps saying on the same day, taxation is theft. I didn't know that yeah. was the same day. I thought that was cut from different no. videos. This, yeah. Same day. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it just makes it, it just makes it all the more impressive what we've accomplished in New Hampshire or what we're accomplishing in New Hampshire. To hear somebody tell, tell the truth when they're actually in office. It's like, normally you have to wait till, wait to hear Rand Paul for that to happen. Yeah. But not in New Hampshire. We, we hear this kind of stuff all the time and it's just getting better every day. I mean, has Rand Paul ever said taxation is theft at the federal level? Um, I'm sure he has, whether he said it on camera, I don't know. So here's the clip that the Free State Project is sharing, because apparently some uh, statist, I don't know who he is, another state, again, there's 400 of these reps, uh, another one got up and complained about (laughs) what some of the state reps were saying regarding taxation and theft. So here's what he had to say. False to us. It denigrates each and every one of us and the Constitution that we swore to protect when someone calls us thieves by saying that taxation is theft. Maybe I should go 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 to his house and try and sell him some insurance. And if he says no, tell him I'm going to burn his house down and <laughs> see if he thinks that's theft. That would be extortion. But yes, that's that would they're... be extortion, which is a form of theft. So that's uh, that's some guy complaining about it. And then there's a longer clip that shows multiple reps apparently uh, saying taxation is theft. Here is another rep, Tom Mannion, another first timer. Uh, fr- I believe Free Stater as well. The Inflation Reduction Act added That's really quiet, so probably not going to be able to play this one. But anyway, he's, he did say it. Last night, uh, we kind of, I don't know, just barely scratched the surface of a topic that I did want to dig into a little bit deeper, which is this new phenomena of people on a national level talking about national divorce, the idea of national divorce. It's about time. It is. It is. Now, uh, I do echo the concerns that I think Bob Murphy, the uh, libertarian economist, has that national divorce is a less than perfect terminology because it is creating in people's minds the idea that the only way out is to split into red and blue states. It's like, no, no. I think those of us that actually support independence 
want to have a much wider view of this, which is to say that there should be 50 different states or at the very least there should be a bunch of different, you know, federations of states that that come out of this thing because the United States federal government is not going to last forever. It is going to fall at some point. All empires do. And this is absolutely an empire. No. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It does. It, it checks off all the boxes that you would need to check off for for an empire. An extended military presence all around the planet. Uh, the culture, if you will, is kind of being whittled away uh, by the, the government's own education systems and things like that. Uh, the the spending is just completely out of control. The debt is over thirty trillion dollars and is never going to go down. Uh, so, I mean, there's just so many examples of how this is not going to last forever. And if if the Roman Empire died of bread and circuses, how much longer can this one last? Because we have mm-hmm. more more bread and more circuses than, uh, I think, any other nation in history. Absolutely. And, and to, to the extent that we have the bread, people aren't starving, so that is why it lasts as long as it does, right? Like, there aren't people who are hungry yeah. in the United States, so they don't have the same motivations that a lot of the people in, say— you know, uh, Asian countries that are, you know, very, very poor or uh, or India or something like that might have to rise up against the right. powers that be. But that right. said. But but give I mean, give the socialists time. Oh, they, yeah. they want us starving. They just they just there's taking them a while to get there. Meanwhile, there is a discussion going on of this idea of national divorce. And I, I fully support the idea even though it may not be perfect, I'm glad that at the very least it's getting a conversation started. And this woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, is a name that came up, and she has been talking. She's a, a representative in the U.S. House. She's from Georgia. And she's sort of known as like this MAGA lady that, uh, you know, to her credit, has heckled the president during State of the Union addresses. <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't know much else about her. I learned last night apparently she's uh, from like a construction family, so she's actually done a business. She's not just like a professional politician mm-hmm. for her whole life like some of these people. Uh, there's, I'm sure, plenty of things that she and I would disagree on because we're libertarians on this show, and she's not. She's a right-winger. But that said, she's out there pushing the idea of national divorce, and she has a thread on Twitter that she's she's been writing a lot about this recently. Uh, and so I just wanted to see what it is that she's saying. What is it that she what's the message this lady is putting out there for people to consume? There's been a lot mm-hmm. of debate uh, over what she's been talking about. I mean, my message on it is is really simple. The Democrats hate the Republicans. They mm-hmm. want them dead. The Republicans hate the Democrats. They want them dead. So right. either you you don't force these people into association with each other or expect a bloodbath uh so something's gonna my break. solution is let's separate these people before they start killing each other even more than they're killing each other now i would be totally fine with just you know the end of the federal and the state governments and then moving forward with whatever the free market would bring that would be reparations enough for me to yeah. never have yeah. to deal with these thugs 
uh, and these you know despots ever again. You know, it's if, it's if the people are free, the wealth will redistribute itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, when you say that, because I I, I think uh you hear from frequently that like the left, you know, you know capitalism and you know the corporations, um, you know, getting these huge. Uh, you know, benefit. I mean, it's welfare, right? I would call it welfare, and yeah. they're they're not corporate wrong, welfare. right? Corporate mm-hmm. welfare. They're not wrong, uh, but when you say that, you'd get rid of it all. You'd be getting rid of the welfare for for mother, uh, the mom that you know has unwed mm-hmm. unwed mother that has children, as well as you know the corporate welfare, mm-hmm. and, and then sure. what would happen is everybody would end up with more wealth. And they would no longer be the mother wouldn't be in poverty anymore because her income would be able to satisfy the needs in most cases. And for those people who still failed, you would be able to uh, I mean, if you if you really care about poor people, then you could give give money directly to them or to organizations that manage to help pouring poor people without having to bomb the Middle East every day. Right. Yeah. Because know, I'll tell you, if, if if you know the United Negro College Fund ever starts bombing the Middle East, I won't be donating. Exactly. Yeah, working <laughs> people shouldn't need government money they shouldn't need government handouts the the problem is that when you take money through hidden taxation from the people and then you give a small portion of it back yeah they become poor Mm -hmm. um you know we're gonna take your ability (laughs) to pay for what you think is important and and our excuse for doing it is we'll pay for a little bit of what you think is important and a lot of what we think is important it's, it's not like you'd eliminate all poverty but you know the poverty that remains is going to be the result of other things like medical or, you know, it's not going to be working. You're not going to have the working poor anymore. So uh, back to Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is her explanation of what she views uh, national divorce, what that could look like. Uh, she's talking about how education would be different in different parts of the country. Now, would these states see other people? Like, would would it be okay for New York to ask Manitoba out or something? <laughs> <laughs> she says, in red states, there would be varying degrees of more traditional public education, charter schools, homeschooling, technical training, and college and universities. Red states would likely ban all gender lies and confusing theories, drag queen story times, and LGBTQ indoctrinating teachers and China's money and influence in our education, while blue states could have government-controlled gender transition schools, she says. Uh, Red state schools would bring back prayer in school and require every student to stand for the national anthem and pledge of allegiance. Ain't nobody got time for that. While blue states would likely eliminate (laughs) the anthem and pledge altogether and replace them with anthems and pledges to identity ideologies like the trans flag and BLM. Perhaps some blue states would even likely have government-funded Antifa communist training schools. I mean, elected Democrats already support Antifa, so why not? You can tell she's you know, she's just going off on a partisan <laughs> rant here, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. But the fundamental point that she's making here isn't necessarily wrong. The idea should be that different types of people should have the the schools that they want for their kids. If you want to have an atheist school, you should have that. If you want to have a Christian school, you should have that. If you want to have a, a green school, have that. Whatever your viewpoint is, are you trying – is your goal, I guess, in life to achieve your views, to have some sort of society that reflects your viewpoints where you can live and live happier around other people who are like you? Or is it your goal in life to force absolutely everyone else that you ever come in contact with and that you don't come in contact <laughs> with to force them through the threat of violence to obey your views? Which is it? Because it can't have both of those viewpoints. 
some some people some people want what they want, and other people just want to own the libs or own the cons. Yeah. Either you know, way, there's there's one thing about a you know separation, right? Like I, I feel like the answer is 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 some sort of national divorce or a complete separation of the states. And the only thing I, I think I would have to say is there's one thing I, I would like to see every state or nation, for that matter, um, you know, preserve, and that's just the freedom to tr- to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. it, as long as you have the freedom to leave, it doesn't matter what happens in your country or state. Imagine you can, just, you can leave. It's, imagine, it's, it's the restrictions at the border that caused the problem. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, imagine the difference. And we've got a, a little infestation of Pinochet uh, uh, worshippers in the uh, um you know, in in America, and it's mostly just a reaction to the to the communists. But I always say, well, you know, if Pinochet and and Castro had not been, you know, uh, so, psychopaths, then instead of murdering dissenters, Pinochet would have called Castro up and say, "Look, I got a bunch of pe- people here." Who want to be communists, mm-hmm. and you got a bunch of people there who want to be free. So why don't we trade? Yeah. You know, we'll send the communists to Cuba, and you can send the 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 freedom lovers to to uh, to uh, I I want to say Costa Rica, but that's I'm not wrong. Sure it where was, he was at. Huh? I'm not sure where he was from. I uh, I I know where he mm. where he was from. I just Chile could be. That sounds right. Anyway, uh, but uh, but I, normally so I know that this could. Uh, I mean, hopefully this discussion, this national divorce discussion, will result in some kind of uh, separation between these people and these political parties. So let's see. Yeah. Let's see a separation between the people who just want to fight for the rest of their lives and the people yeah. who want to just go and be with people who are like them. And what is the division of of any mm-hmm. given Republican group, of any given Democrat group? What percentage of them are the forever fighter types and the ones that just want to live and their lives? The thing is, those those idiots can have their own states. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, even if the rest of us even if the rest of us separate, the people who want to fight it out forever, however many of them are, let them have their own states with right. just the to be a states. battleground. Yep. And if and if we have people in our states that won't shut up, maybe we'll ostracize them and they <laughs> can go, go live with the forever fighters. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to skip a bunch of her posts here because basically what she uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is is posting here is just kind of her vision for what red states would do, like all the stuff that they would you know ban, all the stuff that they would allow, just a yeah. total like ultra conservative uh, kind of situation. And, so and that's the thing. I it, it's like Texas. I would love for Texas to secede. Yeah, I would almost certainly never visit if they did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely understand. They're a very conservative state. They are not yeah. in favor of personal freedoms in uh, in Texas, and it's a shame too because they've got a good chance of seceding sooner rather than than later. And any state that secedes would would be a it would be tough to not want to go there to get out from underneath the federal government. Well, as soon know? as a state secedes, though, the I think it's going to open the floodgates. Yeah, I think you're right about that. That's probably what they're so scared of. And this is why we need New Hampshire because the libertarians mm-hmm. here have a voice here. 
we are making an impact to the point where we've got NBC Boston doing a feature-length documentary film, basically, oh, yeah. in several parts. They've released mm-hmm. uh, seven of 11 parts so far, part like. Part eight is coming out on Monday, I believe. Have we talked about this? It was a part-time job. We have talked about it. I've yeah. talked about it. Uh, we actually played the first video, I think, on Monday on uh, on the air on the show. So yeah, I recommend checking that yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. NBC the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> NBC. The half, well, the, half of the it. The first part. Yeah, the first part. Okay. Uh, there's there are seven parts so far. I would. I didn't even know that was legal. NBC Boston. What playing something on the air? Uh. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would be concerned about copyright. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a uh, fair use for the purpose of commentation or commentary, gotcha. and and beyond that, the people who create it listen to the show. Sure, and they uh, they sent me a message afterward thanking me for for playing it. Nice, so, so, yeah, nice. They're totally cool. With well, it. yeah, the, the the people who make the actual series may have different views than the people who are NBC actually and yeah, NBC and Comcast. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. But no, it's that's the same reason we can read a news article on the air and play a clip from you know whatever newscast. We can do those things for the purpose of. Of commenting on them, we're not we're not profiting from them. We're not just. I always like to use the word critique. Um, no, that's you know, another that's, thing you can do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's also you can use things for the purpose of parody as well. So right. These are all uh, what they call fair use under copyright. Mm-hmm. So that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying here, and I do agree with her that it is definitely the right thing to do. It's just not the right thing to do for everyone, and the, this is the reason yeah. why we need— She makes a great case as to why I wouldn't want to live in, in a state that she was in control of. Or, yeah. the other ca- um, or the other states. I wouldn't want to live in the leftist states either. Yeah. It oh, sounds like a nightmare not. on both sides. But that's what they should have if that's what they want to have. And those of us who believe in freedom and who are willing to actually work towards it— then you got to get here to New Hampshire. And the good news is people are coming. Uh, we actually have a guest in uh, the studio who just made the move here. There's uh, another person who's moving this weekend, yeah. not, not to the Keene area, I don't think, to somewhere else. Uh, the producer of a different documentary, not the NBC uh, folks, but the lady who's making the Free State documentary, oh, yeah. which is in production right now, she just moved today. Really? Is that the one with the Mexican film crew that came up? No, no that's, that's the a Crypto different Six one. Oh, that's the Crypto wow. Six documentary. We have so, so many different uh, yeah, production a lot of things going. Yeah, on. it's that are doing doing stuff on us, and it's 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 so entertaining too because it's like it's it's not like it's not even like libertarians are doing it. It's there's outsiders doing it, and yeah, and that's true. NBC sometimes they become libertarians in the process. It's that's true too. too. Um, but um, yeah. Like even the NBC thing, you know, it's it's like, you know, that that was actually done. Like normally I wouldn't look like, you know, most of the stuff that comes out of NBC, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's not going to look good on us. But I don't know. I thought the series, I mean, it, it gave a unusually fair, Very um, fair. you know, yeah. uh, look at both sides of what's happening in New Hampshire while also making it entertaining to watch. Yes. So yeah, I was I got to give him credit. Me too. Yeah. Being interviewed by her, I was uh I I was really impressed. But mm-hmm. She, you know, she she seemed to understand what I was talking about. Like she had yeah. actually like read some of the things that I'd read. You talking something. about NBC? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they've spent eight months, mm-hmm. and as they described it, embedded within the oh, freedom yeah. community. So these aren't just like some one-off reporters that are just trying to file a report for two minutes on the nightly news and then go home and never come back. Yeah. These people have been to the porcupine freedom festival and they've been to uh the the different clubs around the state and they've spent hundreds of hours interviewing and talking to uh to the free staters as well Did as some they of the opposition the bears 
Uh, the Grafton episode is coming up, so you're referring to... Oh, I can't wait. You're referring to this book, which I've Having never read. lived in Grafton, I can tell you that I never encountered a bear or... or uh, there were bears or even rumors of bears. What is the claim that we, the book makes? I've never read the book. The, I don't know the what claim you're was that we were getting like attacked by bears or something. Nah, I don't know. Something I, else. I, I kind the, of stopped reading what, it that what point would we, because it's like, you know, if, they, if there were bears... Uh, attacking free staters, I'd know it because every market day no, they have the bear meat. That wasn't the claim. Yeah. It was something. It was, okay, so the situation was something along the lines, and this isn't exactly what the book said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, what would we do without the government to protect us from the bears? Yeah, I think the idea was well, that we showed them and make bear meat. I think. I think the idea of the book, which we're referring to, which I don't know the title of. Uh, it's something about a bear walked in, into the into Grafton or something. And this is why we need New Hampshire, because the libertarians mm-hmm. here have a voice. Here, we are making an impact to the point where we've got NBC Boston doing a feature-length documentary film, basically, oh, yeah. in several parts. They've released mm-hmm. uh, seven of 11 parts so far, part like part eight is coming out on monday i believe have we talked about this it was a part-time job we have talked about it i've talked about it uh we actually played the first video i think on monday on uh, on the air on the show so yeah i recommend checking that yeah, out definitely nbc the whole thing yeah absolutely uh nbc <laughs> the ha- well, half of it the first part yeah the first part okay uh, there's there are seven parts so far i would i didn't even know that was legal nbc boston what playing something on the air uh, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would be concerned about copyright. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a uh, fair use for the purpose of commentation or commentary. Gotcha. And, and beyond that, the people who create it listen to the show sure. and they, uh, they sent me a message afterward thanking me for, for playing it. Nice. So, so, yeah, nice. They're totally cool. Well, you know, the, the, the people who make the actual series may have different views than the people who are NBC actually, yeah, NBC Comcast. itself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But no, it's, that's the same reason we can read a news article on the air and play a clip from, you know, whatever newscast. We can do those things for the purpose of. Of commenting on it, we're not we're not profiting from them. We're not just. I always like to use the word critique. Um, that's you know, another that's, thing you can do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's also you can use things for the purpose of parody as well. So right. These are all uh, what they call fair use under copyright. Mm-hmm. So that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying here, and I do agree with her that it is definitely the right thing to do. It's just not the right thing to do for everyone, and the, this is the reason yeah. why we need— She makes a great case as to why I wouldn't want to live in, in a state that she was in control of. Or, yeah. the other ca- um, or the other states. I wouldn't want to live in the leftist states either. Yeah. It oh, sounds like a nightmare not. on both sides. But that's what they should have if that's what they want to have. And those of us who believe in freedom and who are willing to actually work towards it— then you got to get here to New Hampshire. And the good news is people are coming. Uh, we actually have a guest in uh, the studio who just made the move here. There's uh, another person who's moving this weekend, yeah. not, not to the Keene area, I don't think, to somewhere else. Uh, the producer of a different documentary, not the NBC uh, folks, but the lady who's making the Free State documentary, oh, which yeah. is in production right now, she just moved today. Really? Is that the one with the Mexican film crew that came up? No, no that's, that's the Crypto different one. Six that's oh, the Crypto wow. Six documentary. We have so, so many different uh, yeah, production a lot of things going. Yeah, on. it's that are doing doing stuff on us, and it's 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 so entertaining too because it's like it's it's not like it's not even like libertarians are doing it. It's there's outsiders doing it, and yeah, that's and true. NBC sometimes they become libertarians in the process. That's that true too. too. Um, but um, yeah, like even the NBC thing, you know, it's it's like. You know, that that was actually done like normally I wouldn't look like, you know, most of the stuff that comes out of NBC, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's not going to look good on us. But 
I don't know. I thought the series, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it gave a unusually fair, Very um, fair. you know, yeah. uh, look at both sides of what's happening in New Hampshire while also making it entertaining to watch. Yes. So yeah, I was. I got to give him credit. Me too. Yeah. Being interviewed by her, I was. Uh, I I was really impressed. That mm-hmm. She you know she she seemed to understand what I was talking about. Like she had yeah. actually like read some of the things that I'd read. You talking about NBC? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they've spent eight months, mm-hmm. and as they described it, embedded within the oh, freedom yeah. community. So these aren't just like some one-off reporters that are just trying to file a report for two minutes on the nightly news and then go home and never come back. Yeah. These people have been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival mm-hmm. and they've been to uh, the the different clubs around the state and they've spent hundreds of hours interviewing and talking to uh, to the free staters as well Did as some they of the opposition. The bears. Uh, the Grafton episode is coming up, so you're referring to... Oh, I can't wait. You're referring to this book, which I've Having never read. Having lived in Grafton, I can tell you that I never encountered a bear or... or uh, there were bears or even rumors of bears. What is the claim that we, the book makes? I've never read the book. The, I don't know the what you're saying. The claim was that we were getting like attacked by bears or something. Nah, I don't know. Something I, else. I, I kind the, of stopped reading what, at that what point would we, because it's like, you know, if, they, if there were bears... Uh, attacking free staters, I'd know uh, it because every market uh, day no, they'd have the bear meat. That wasn't the claim. Yeah. It was something. It was, okay, so the situation was something along the lines, and this isn't exactly what the book said, but it was something along the lines of, you know, what would we do without the government to protect us from the bears? Yeah, I think the idea was well, that we showed them and make bear meat. I think I think the idea of the book, which we're referring to, which I don't know the title of, uh, it's something about a bear walked in, into the into Grafton or something. Caller, you're mm-hmm. on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Hey, this is Frank from Michigan. How you doing? Ian? Frank, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I want to talk a little bit about the show and the history of the show, if that's okay. The Free Talk Live show. Is that all yeah, right? Yeah, go right ahead. I'd, I'd love um, to hear that. I know nothing about it. <laughs> Ian's the expert, obviously. So I, I was trying to think, what, what year was it that you moved from Florida and started in New Hampshire? Like 06, something like that? Yeah, we moved, uh, migrated here for the Free State Project, which for listeners that may be new to the show is the... Uh, the most successful and uh, amazing libertarian migration on the planet. Uh, that's why we moved from Florida to New Hampshire in 2006. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, I think I started listening around 08, a couple of years after that. Nice. And uh, do you know off the top of your head how many uh, radio stations currently uh, carry your show live for three hours from 7 to 10? Would you have that information? No, I don't have that information handy, but if you wanted They're to... They're not all in, in this time zone, so only a narrow slice of them could carry it live from, yeah. th- from 7 to 10. If you really wanted to find that out, you could go to our affiliates page at affiliates.freetalklive.com, and then we have the full list of the 175-ish uh, radio stations that are there and the times on which uh, we are carried in their particular time zone. Um, some stations carry the show live... A lot of them do what they call in the business delay broadcast, meaning that they record the show while it's live and then they play it back later on, say, for instance, in the middle of the night or a couple hours later than when it happens. So that's probably the majority of our weeknight stations are probably delay broadcasting the show and they're not live. I got you. Um, so that's on that affiliate page. I, I looked it up yesterday. I was going to see if you were anywhere in the Saginaw area of Michigan, but I, I didn't see any stations around we here. We used but, to be uh, in the back of the day we were on WSGW, I think, if I recall correct uh, correctly, but uh, it's it's been a long time if that was the case. He never forgets a radio station. Yeah, I'm pretty good okay. at that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a local uh, popular AM station here it in is, the area, yeah. so probably was. 
All right, gotcha. But you can okay, always call them up if you know if we're not on your local talk radio station. Uh, you can always call and uh, and or email the program director and, and tell them you'd like to hear free talk live. You know, sometimes uh, hearing something nice from a listener can move somebody in the right direction. You never know. Gotcha. And Mark, I know Mark moved out of the country, but is he still part of the show technically? He's not really out of the country. He's kind of just around wherever different parts of the world. Uh, I don't know where he is at any given moment, but he kind of moves between Florida and Honduras mostly. But I think he recently went on a cruise and he's been to New Hampshire in recent months as well. So he kind of just floats around and and does whatever thing he's, he's doing. He's like the wily e. coyote of liberty. He's always got a, a new scheme where yes. he's going to strap an Acme <laughs> rocket to his back and get free. That's uh, that's kind of what he's doing. That's what he's been doing for most of the last decade now at this point. But I, I hope he can make it work. He's got this plan in Honduras uh, on one of the islands to have like a kind of a, a beach paradise, I guess, uh, where people can come and possibly live. I'm not sure how, you know. Well, if they come and die, it won't be much fun. You might die there, too, if you spend enough time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's an interesting proposal, and, and I hope it works out for him. So is he completely divorced uh, from you, Ian? Are you guys still partners? No. Is he out of the show? Sorry. No, he's not out of the show. He's just kind of too busy uh, to do anything. He was actually on this week. Uh, he was on Wednesday night. He came into the show late, uh, but he was on for the second two, uh, two uh, second and third hours. Okay, I have to pull that up on the podcast. I always liked uh, your your uh, interchanges with Mark. You guys just kind of had a good banner going back. Yeah, day, yeah. So. You'll probably hear him next week as well. Uh, I know that Ari is going to be out uh, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, so I think we're going to have Mark in on both Monday and Tuesday. So you'll get hmm. you'll get more Mark. We got TJ the Spy on the line. Hey, from, TJ, my favorite spook. I presume Colorado on the. He, by the way, he's on our SIP line, which almost is exclusive for TJ because hardly anyone else <laughs> uses it. But it is there if you ever want to use the zip line. You can How do you talk to a zip line? Uh, it takes a few takes a few steps, but uh, you can make it work. It's actually relatively easy, and it's, we've made it even easier than before. It's, There's an updated set of instructions that you can just go to sip.freetalklive.com, sip.freetalklive.com, and it'll give you a step by step. Yeah, it's like an email address you enter now. Um, it used to be like you typed in a number. So you can't do it from like a, a normal phone, but yeah, it's an internet only kind of thing. TJ, what's up? Well, I just was calling to tell you, brother, I took a inspiration from nobody and I finally got my name changed to TJ the Spy. The judge signed off on the order and I wow. published the notice. Wow. The- Congratulations. I, I know, thank you. What does I it cost kind of in uh, Colorado? Uh, it, in Colorado, it was uh, $50 for the fingerprint cards, okay. $50 for the background check to, to make sure you're not a convicted. Yeah, you can't be a convicted felon. Wow. Uh, oh. You, I'll say without judge's consent. So, like, the judge huh. will have to know whether you're a convicted felon if you want to change your name in Colorado. That was not an issue here in New Hampshire. Yeah. No, no. There's no background um, check here. There's no fingerprinting process here. Uh, so, uh, what else did you have to pay for? We support your right to keep and bear names. Yes. Keep me as I, I do. I do realize it's ironic as a libertarian asking the government for permission and paying out the wazoo. Uh, for all this, it was oh, uh, eighty-eight dollar court filing fee. Okay, that's one hundred and ten here. Hundred seventy-five dollar pub newspaper publication. Oh my Lord. god! Wait, really? What's the yep. point of changing your name if you have to tell everybody you changed your name? Well, you got to publish it I in the Denver everybody. Post, right? And you know, and uh, and then the it's judge just money for the people you... in the newspaper business at that point. Yeah, Probably, of course. 
All right, of what else? It is. So, so you got 50, 50, 88, 175, was it? Yep. Okay. And that's that that was more or less it, you know, and just throwing maybe so, $50 in postage here and there for wow. you know, sent. Wow. So over 3 what? 330, 340 bucks for this thing? Yeah, something like that. I'd say like, you know, 15, Damn. 20 hours of my labor. Right. So but, then all the running around and the filing and the the hoop jumping and then finally they had a court hearing for you where you had to attend? Yes, it, I was I was a virtual hearing and I raised my mm-hmm. right hand and mm-hmm. The judge was curious to know, like, why I wanted to change my name to TJ the Spy, and <laughs> I made him I made him laugh a few times, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I said, "Well, I'm doing it for a sense of humor, and I think it makes people laugh." And I was a spy for the U.S. government, so kind of like you know, and I told my talked about my friend Nobody who changed his name to Nobody so that he could mm-hmm. run for governor, and <laughs> so you're inspirational, anyway. Nobody. I gotta yes. like it. Quote, this is in 1861 when the central point of contention, slavery, which arguably wasn't the central point of contention for uh, the Civil War, but regardless. I I would have to disagree based on having read the documents that South Carolina and and all of the other states uh, submitted when they seceded, but go ahead. Hmm. Yeah, I'd always uh, heard that it was more about uh, taxation and mm. uh, control than well, anything else. If slavery was, was one of those issues. If, if it was, they... They didn't really mention those things much hmm. in the uh, in the documents that that where you would think they would have made a big deal. Slavery or uh, no? They mentioned slavery a lot. Oh, they just didn't mention the tax stuff as much, right? Oh, right. Okay, interesting. So I used to believe that too, hmm. um, and and then having read the documents they filed, I was like, okay, I'm I'm projecting on onto them, but it's anyway. more more right. It was more. Uh, more right wing than it than uh, than they the South wants you well, to. Well, the thing is, slavery was basically a continuation of feudalism, mm. and they wanted to be lords. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But at the same time, you had uh, Lincoln saying that he didn't really care about freeing no. the slaves, yeah. and and you had Grant on the other or not Grant Lee on the other side saying that he wish he sla- he wish he owned every slave yeah. in America so he could set them free and prevent the yeah. war. Mm. Something something I think that's really important to to note here is that the the south it may be the south wanted to keep their slaves but the north also had slaves and they didn't free the slaves in the north when they freed the slaves in the south. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't free the yeah. slaves in the south when they so, freed the slaves in know, the south either. The emancipation well, proclamation took effect only where it didn't. Well, that's why I say it yeah. wasn't really about slavery, yeah. from at least from the it's, North's perspective. It right. was about keeping the Union together. Yeah, it, well, it was about slavery. It was about keeping the Southerners as slaves. It's it's there a mis- it's misleading to say that the North was fighting to free the slaves. That's yeah. not what it was about. Even if even if the the South was fighting to keep their slaves. That's a good point. So uh, they say that the Civil War fell along a relatively clean, demarcated North-South divider. Uh, rather, there are some reddish states in the north, bluish states in the south, and vice versa, with purple states in between. So, quote, What about the gold states? And they're not going to talk about us. Uh, there's only one of those, and that's New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, quote, Breezily suggesting that we separate by red states and blue states makes no real sense, according to the Washington Post. Makes a lot of sense if you don't want blood in the streets. Well, they're saying that, oh, well, we can't do that because they're, they're, they're not contiguous. They're disconnected from one another. So, therefore, well, here's a brilliant happen. idea. If you're living somewhere where all your neighbors hate you and want to kill you, go someplace else. 
So, if the whole world feels that way about you, I can't help you. You're on your own. How would it affect the country, they ask? Well, one of the most pressing issues, according to The Week, would likely be America's national debt, as Congress is currently gridlocked. In a, I didn't incur any debt. Mm-hmm, in a battle to raise the debt ceiling before a looming deadline, does the debt, quote, just get defaulted on, asked the yes. Fayette Tribune? Or does it get split up? And if so, how? Now, this is a good question, and it's a question a lot of people well, are going to ask. This is a slavery-backed debt. They're I, saying that they're going to enslave 320 million people mm-hmm. to pay this debt they didn't agree to, they didn't contract to, right. and they didn't get any of the stuff. It's invalid. I, I have a solution to the whole uh, who who takes on the the federal debt. Mm-hmm. I think we should I think we should cut up the congressman who signed the signed the paperwork and sell him for parts on the black market. <laughs> There's a lot of money in organs. So the continental United States can separate from there's there's this little part that Canada wants of the United States. There we is. should give it to Canada. We'll separate from that part of the United States and Canada can have what remains, which is the United States, and they can inherit the debt. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.